Hello there. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you. This is yet another edition of the Word of the King. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4. It says, But the word of a king is, There is power, who may say unto him, What doest thou? Today on the Word of the King, we are going to be speaking concerning the damning effects of relativism on a society, and we're going to be looking at the United States of America. Uh, this nation, in which I was born and raised, as a prime example of the damning effects of relativism on a society, because those damning, those condemning effects before a holy God can be easily observed. And that goes for in the churches of this society as well. Again, Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4, where the word of a king is, there is power. You may say unto him, What doest thou? I'd like to now have a word of prayer before I open up here. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you, dear God, again for another beautiful day. This is the day which you, the Lord, hath made. We will be glad and rejoice in it, the psalmist wrote. Thank you, dear God, for the joy of you, the Lord, which is my strength. Thank you, dear God, for your salvation, for without your salvation, how can we know the joy of you, the Lord, which is our strength? For apart from you, dear Lord God, there is no strength. You give strength unto your people, the psalmist wrote. And indeed, when we were yet without strength in due time, I thank you, dear Lord God, that Christ died for the ungodly. And that he died for me as one of the ungodly. But Lord God, I just thank you, dear Lord God, that I can, dear Lord God, proclaim myself. So help me in humility as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. I pray now for this edition of the Word of the King, Lord God, that you would take this. Now all that's going to be said, dear God, along with the song that's going to be heard in the broadcast today, use it to minister to hearts, saved and unsaved alike, Lord God. I give you thanks, dear God, for those of you who have already drawn unto your Son, as those chosen in Him before the foundation of the world, that they should be holy and without blame before Him in love. I thank you for those who are you are going to draw, dear God, unto your Son as a result of this broadcast, even as they were elect, chosen in Him before the foundation of the world, predestinated unto the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to yourself, and so, Lord God, I pray, dear God, that your elect would be stirred, dear God, to a greater holiness before you, dear God, and before men, that we would all the more, dear God, have as a result of this message. A holy zeal, dear God, to go out, dear God, and to not be ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in the midst of, the, in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation, Lord God. And may you help us, dear God, to be the salt and to be the light that we've been called to be. Help us not, dear God, to let... Our light, as it were, be hidden under a bushel, but help us, dear God, to let it shine, dear God, as a city that is set on a hill and that cannot be hid, so that all the more, dear God, you and your power, Lord God, would quicken hearts, dear God, from the dentist of trespasses and sins, and make them, dear God, nigh the commonwealth of Israel by the blood of Jesus Christ, translating them, into, translating them into the kingdom of your dear Son, taking them out of the kingdom of the devil, and giving them power over sin, power over death, and power over Satan, through you, our omnipotent God. For it's in the name of Jesus that I pray and give thanks. Amen, amen. I would just like to open up here by giving you some other news, which is a little more grievous, I confess, and is a little more vexing to the soul of the righteous man, to the soul of the righteous woman who's in Jesus Christ. It says right here in 2 Peter chapter 2, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. An example. God's saying, look here. You want to see what happens when you engage in such debauchery and such abomination? Here, here's your 
and sample. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. Hey, folks, Sodom and Gomorrah. They did not have a Bible. The United States of America does. Verse 7 of 2 Peter 2. And delivered just Lot. Next, the filthy conversation of the wicked. Verse 8. For that righteous man, speaking of Lot, dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Unlawful deeds. Deeds which are against law. The law of God and the law of any God-fearing civilization. Verse 9 of 2 Peter 2. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust under the day of judgment to be punished. Verse 10. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Now, again, verse 10 of 2 Peter 2. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh, the flesh, that sinful human nature that we inherited from Adam, in the lust, again, lust, living under Satan's tyranny, living under sin's tyranny. Lust, it's the product of the Adamic sinful nature that we got from Adam. It's all lust. It's always desiring to do that which is against God and according to the sin of the, of the flesh and the author of sin, who's the devil. Lust of uncleanness and despising government. Right there, despising government. Just recently, it was in the paper... York Dispatch, I got the article right here, I'm pretty sure it's the York Dispatch here. It says, gay pairs issued licenses. Same-sex unions. A spokesman for the governor says Montgomery County lacks power to defy a state ban on gay marriage. Uh, it says, Alicia Terizzi and Lorene Bloodgood of Pottstown were the only couple to marry right away. Exchanging vows Wednesday in a park for a minister and their two sons. Basically, five sex, same-sex couples obtained marriage license in a suburban Philadelphia county, speaking of Montgomery County, defying a state ban. There it is, defying a state ban on such unions. But the governor's spokesman said the local officials lacked the power to suspend state law. But nevertheless, these folks in Montgomery County went ahead and defying state bans. You see, these sodomites, these homosexuals, you want a prime example of how I know, and you can know God was talking about them in this context, even as he mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> right there it is in the context of 2 Peter chapter 2. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and ashes, condemn them with an overthrow, making them an example to those that actually live ungodly. Right there he says it, but chiefly, verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. These people, these Sodomites, these homosexuals, they despise government. And right here you have it on display in Montgomery County, Coming out of Norristown, Alicia Tearsy and Lorene Bloodgood of Pottstown were the only couple to marry right away, exchanging vows Wednesday, and a park before a minister and their two young sons. And again, they were defying state ban on such unions. Pennsylvania has never condoned yet homosexual marriage. Though the Supreme Court has officially denounced the Defense of Marriage Act, and of course, this uh, individual who is the higher-up politically, so to speak, in Montgomery County, the governor of Montgomery County, he basically used the repealing of the Defense of Marriage Act as being unconstitutional to say that it was constitutional to defy the law in Pennsylvania, which still does not condone homosexual marriage and giving out such licenses, as a justification for him doing what he did in, de in defiance of the Pennsylvania stance concerning no homosexual marriage. But if this sinner would have been uh, thinking a little bit more instead of being given over to such reprobate minds as his own, perhaps, 
being given over. Uh, he would understand, he'd be able to put two and two together and understand that uh, if the Supreme Court ruled that it's up to the state to ultimately determine whether or not such quote-unquote homosexual marriage is lawful, then ultimately it's going against even the ruling of the Supreme Court, and even the authority of the Supreme Court, it's defying the Supreme Court as well, who said it's up to the state to determine, and yet you go ahead, whoever you are in charge of Montgomery County and Norristown area, and, and as for this minister... He's a minister of Satan. He's spoken of again in Jude 4. God talks about such ministers. They're being, they are of old ordained to condemnation, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be surprised if this minister himself is a sodomite, dressing himself up as a minister of God when he is again of his father the devil and lost of his father. He will do but again, God goes on here in verse 10. He says, speaking of these individuals who are walking after the, lust, after the lust of uncleanness, after the flesh, and they despise government. He says, presumptuous are they, and self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. You see, there is an unholy, hellish boldness that these sodomites have about them. And you, Christian, have no business fearing them whatsoever. Though we got a bunch of sinners down in Washington, D.C. that fear them, though we got a bunch of sinners throughout the judicial system that fear them, you, Christian, have no business fearing them. And well unto these politicians, these sinners in D.C., well unto these sinners in the judicial system that fear these self-willed, presumptuous sodomites more than they fear God. They're going to answer, and there will be a payday someday for the men and women of Sodom, and every politician in Washington, D.C., and every judicial uh, system, and every judge within the judicial system that sticks up for him. It's as simple as that. But God says, verse 11 of Second Peter 2, Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts may to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. I'm just going to go ahead and stop there, though it continues to go on there, if you want to read down through the rest of the context of Second Peter 2. Hey, this right here, you know, it's crazy. What we got today in the United States of America is we got a bunch of sinners who are defying the law. And they're getting rewarded for it. How many times in all the states so far, and especially out in California, you want a prime example. California is the prime example of where you got these sinners rising up in there and they're, as it were, they're defying the law. And yet it seems like how many times are they getting their way in the end? And if the grace of God don't intervene, and if the grace of God don't prevent it from happening, how much do you want to bet they're going to get their way here in Pennsylvania? And again, the people of Pennsylvania need to get some backbone, God help us. We need to rise up and say, no, we're not going to honor these sinners for their defiance of the law. And then turn around and do what is happening across most of the land. Do evil to those who would seek to honor the law. Indeed, we live in a day where people are calling good evil and evil good. But that, my friend, is the damning consequence of relativism upon any society. Any society, including the United States of America, that goes the way of relativism, will, in the end, end up calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil. Okay? I repeat, any society that goes the way of relativism, including the United States of America, will end up calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil. Now, this is all the more of a reason why we, 
We need more grace as the church of the living God to rise up. We need more grace to be revived in the midst of this madness. And you, if you're listening to my voice, if you have yet to perceive the grace of God, you need to know that marvelous, infinite, matchless grace of the living God, grace, the unearned, the unearned, the unmerited favor of God toward you as a sinner, as a transgressor of God's law, because you ultimately owe a debt that you cannot pay. Praise God, Jesus Christ, for his sheep, he paid a debt that he didn't know, because we ultimately owed a debt we could not pay. For indeed, all we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. There you have it. Turning everyone to their own way. That's what we got in the United States of America today. Everyone turning themselves and others to their own way. See, it's all relative, yeah. That's what the natural sinful man says. And so thinking everything's relative and thinking he has the right to dictate what truth is, rather than the God of heaven and earth, he turns himself and he turns others their own way. Anyways, here it is. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace.
grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all my sin. Can you from the heart, dear listener, confess today that God's grace is indeed greater than all your sin, and that it is able to pardon and cleanse within? And that, that grace has indeed been the means whereby God has given you everlasting life and faith and shed blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. If not, I pray that God would grant you repentance the acknowledging of the truth today, in and by faith of His resurrected Son, Jesus Christ, and that you would be able to confess that from your heart and to confess it before men unashamedly. Speaking of the law, the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots of, that were thundered from Mount Sinai, Romans 3, starting in verse 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse 20. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. And indeed, we're told in Romans 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 21 of Romans 3, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22, Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Here it is, verse 24 of Romans 3, Being justified, justified to stand before God, just as if I had never sinned, being justified freely by His grace. Grace is unmerited, unearned favor. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 25. Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation, a substitute payment, through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission, the forgiveness of sins that are past through the forbearance, long-suffering of God. Verse 26. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of Indeed, the just shall live by faith. You know, before I read another passage of Scripture here in the Word of the King, let me just say, when we think of the damning effects of relativism on a society, just look at President Barack Obama and his politics and this thing he adores so much called Obamacare. If any of you have been listening to the news lately, paying any attention, uh, he's come out and declared the number of his policies in connection with Obamacare He's not ready to fully implement or put into uh, action, so to speak. So, basically, he's decided that uh, he's not going to enforce it on everybody. Now, and surprise, surprise, uh, who is it, take a guess, that ultimately has these aspects of Obamacare that he says he's not fully ready to implement on everybody, but will implement on some? Guess who he's going to implement them on come the beginning of next year? That's right, he's going to implement them on you. You, my dear listener. Because you... See, you're the poor guy. <laughs> Compared to his rich buddies on high, you know, and the big companies, you know, these union pen pals and whatnot, and whoever else. You see, you're the poor folks compared to them. And as always, you've got the rich pressing the poor. Mr. Obama's no different. But you see how everything that this guy's doing politically and morally, it's all, it's all a, a product of, of a relativistic society. But the United States of America... Many of you churches out there, you got yourselves to thank, because ultimately this country chose to reject absolute truth uh, a while back. And as a result of our rejecting absolute truth, uh, this is what we got. 
Okay, there is no absolute truth. Therefore, the, therefore, ultimately, the message that you send, America, by rejecting absolute truth, is that there is no absolute law. And that's the message that the kids, of the, the children of this land, and many of the other sinners, even the adults, act like children. That's the message they have gotten, and that's the message they have carried. And so, it's a free-for-all. That's what you got in the United States of America. It's a free-for-all. Everything's relative. And guess what? It's the same way in politics. And that wicked sinner, though I'll pray for him because God commands me to, that wicked sinner, President Barack Obama, he knows the same thing. That's no different. And that's what he's done. He's made Obamacare relative. And he'll make many of his other laws and many of his other policies relative. And he'll see to it that it's you, the, the average middle class citizen, the, the, the downright poor folk that suffer. Because he's just like all these other rich guys on high. He's a rich guy who likes to oppress the poor. Well unto him. There'll be a payday someday. Again, time to see ignorance God winked at, but now command all men everywhere to repent, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Romans chapter 1. Winding down here in the war of the king. Revelation 21 8 says, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars from their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Which is the second death, Revelation 21, 8. Oh, Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. You see, you better repent and receive him as Lord and Savior. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You're either with Jesus Christ or you're against him. You're either gathering with Jesus Christ or you're scattering abroad. There are no in-betweens. You're either taking up your cross and following Jesus Christ as he commanded you to, or, you're a religious fraud, one of the two. Make, make, let it be known to you, God sees your heart. You might be fooling men in the pews, but you're not fooling the God of heaven and earth who sits on the throne. No. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Even so, may the word of God go forth now. May the word of the king, as it's contained here in this King James Bible, go forth now and work faith in you, convicting you of sin, judgment, and righteousness by the power of the Holy Ghost. And may he grant you power over sin, power over death, power over the devil, as a king and a priest unto him, the Most High God. Oh, but you've got to see yourself fully condemned before you can truly be set free by the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. Verse 18, Romans 1, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Sinner listening, you've hold, you've holding the truth for too long in unrighteousness. God's been long-suffering with you. You ought to repent. May God give it to you to repent even today. Because left to yourself, you won't. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath shewed it unto them. Hey, proof of that is the fact that even the atheist says God and the word damn simultaneously in a moment of rage. Hey, atheist, if God doesn't exist, why are you asking him to damn something? It's because God's shooting in you, and you know it. You know there's a God. Verse 20, Romans 1, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead. There's the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. These three are one. God, so that they are without excuse. Listen, you're without excuse. The heavens declare the glory of God in the firmament. Sheweth his handiwork. You know there's a God. Don't you try. Don't you try denying it. 
You're only deceiving yourself and you're only deceiving others when you try to feed them that lie in the name of evolution. That hellish philosophy of Charles Darwin. And by the way, you can thank all this lasciviousness, all this lawlessness also on that godless philosophy of evolution being shoved down the throats of our children in this country for how many years? Repent. Verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Oh, how many does that describe here in the United States of America today? Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Hey, wherever you may be listening, dear listener, wherever you may be listening in this world, does that describe you? Verse 22, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Verse 23, it changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. There's humanism for you. Hey, relativism and humanism, all that New Age junk, it's an abomination to God, and it goes hand in hand. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things, there's the environmentalist for you. There's the environmentalist, the tree huggers for you. There, there you are over in India, if you're listening in India. There you are, bowing down to your images of elephants and whatever else over there. Afraid to step on an ant, afraid to step on whatever, because you're afraid that might be your ancestor. Reincarnation is a lie of the devil. It's appointed to men once to die, but after this, the judgment. It is written, Hebrews 9, verse 27, verse 24 of Romans 1. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving to themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Hey, sodomite, homosexual, hey, you female, male, fornicator, whoever you are, lying down, be it with another man, be it with another woman. Hey, God has a recompense, he has a reward for you on this side too, it's called sexually transmitted disease. It's called AIDS. And there's a recompense eternally on the other side. It's called a lake of fire. And likewise, also the men, there it is. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind, reprobate, worthless, of no use for righteousness, to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, God goes all the way down the line. Verse 32, he says, Knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them. Confess to God. Confess to God you're worthy of death. And call on the resurrected Son of God, Jesus Christ, to save you today. This has been the Word of a King. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Till next time, God bless.